Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 232 of Game Time with Manny. As always, I'm here with Matt. Yes, hello. And we are also here with Andrew Nukia. Welcome. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to me still being echoey, even though I filled this room with stuff. So I'm going to have to figure out what to do about that. You're just going to have to lay soundproof all over the uh, the bedroom or all yeah, over the room. I don't want to do that, you, but you should. That, that would make it look really cool in there, though. It would make it look really cool in here, but I also have like pictures that I need to bring here and hang. So maybe mm. that will help it a little bit. But I think the main thing is it's a hardwood floor and not a carpet. Oh, so the hardwood floor is bouncing all the sound around as opposed to the carpet in every other room I've ever podcasted in. Do you are, you, are there plans for you to get like a carpet to lay down in there? I could get a rug. I don't need one, but it would probably help with this scenario. I, I mean, the rug would make it look nicer, presumably. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> I don't know. I like a good hardwood floor. They look very nice. Yeah, but most people put a rug over them. Yeah, but, you know, I'm mm-hmm. not... I don't care. Uh, sure, that. sure. Yeah. Does, uh, does Mackenzie have any say in any of this? or Not in this room. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. So there's a rug downstairs under the couch, but that's... You know. If it wasn't for her, would there be one down there? Uh, no, probably not. Oh, okay, fair. So, yeah, uh, I know this is all very exciting, but yes, that's, yeah. that's because there's very little news. Also, so you know, you got to get in any talking points you can. I did watch the movies this uh, these these last couple weeks. So, yeah, oh, you movies. watched Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Yeah, that Guardians made me cry. That was a, I that really movie liked is so good. Oh, that was. Did you watch it, Manny? I did. I saw it in theaters. That's what I thought. I, I it was really good. And then I finally watched uh, Spider Man No Way Home. Nice. That was that was equally great. That one also that is, made uh, me cry. That is an excellent film. I cried in the theater at that film. Yeah, I could see that. Um, mm-hmm. And then I watched Final or not Final Fantasy, uh, Fast and Furious. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> I'm underwhelmed by that one. I'm sorry. Hey, well, that's fine. It's very good. So it's it good. <laughs> It's good, but it's not. It's it's definitely one of the worst uh, Fast and Furious movies. Uh, I don't. I know put it in I the lower half. That. I mean, that's yeah, but there are ones that are way way worse than this movie, like eight, I, for example, uh, eight and two. But I would put this like problem probably like bottom four. Yeah, but everybody is like an idiot mm. about this movie and is like. Oh man, it felt like the first half of another movie, and it's like that's because it fucking literally is. Mm, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That part, that part didn't really bother me too much. It, it was just more just it. It feels like Fast and Furious is getting worse, and it's just like, oh, all right, guys, let's let's wrap this up before you just completely destroy the franchise. You know? Well, I mean, it's at the end. If anyone was going to destroy the franchise, it would have been eight. So. Also, uh, it's very clear that this franchise is going to end with Letty having a baby, and Vin Diesel is way too old to be and have a newborn child. No. Yes, he's like mid fifties. That's not true. It is absolutely true. Are you guys there? Can you hear? You can't hear me at all. I can hear you now. Yeah. Okay. Weird. Oh. <laughs> Uh, but no, Vin Diesel's absolutely in his mid fifties. Yeah, that's no big deal. That's a little old to be having a newborn child. No, he's, he's got it. 
<laughs> so that's very clear where that that's probably going to be one of the last things that happen. Uh, yeah, and then they could name him Brian too, or whatever they decide to do. Brian the the th- third one, the third. Oh, so Brian every time, why? every huh? single time. Are you there, Nikio? Uh, yeah. Okay. All I was going to say is every single time I watch those movies, I just think about how they should have killed Brian as well. That that still just bothers me. Well, I don't know that they should have killed him. They should have just actually written him out. Well, yes. Because they could have just been like, nah, they're good. But then they would have also had to get rid of Jordana Brewster as well. But she seems to not want that. So like. That's why they should have just killed him. Also, she wasn't even in this movie, right? No, not really. She was there for a second. Right. Uh, for most of the movie, she was barely in it. So, Yeah. Why and... do they keep... I don't know. Bringing people back? Well, they have to. Yeah, what do you mean? That's the best part. Oh my god. <laughs> what was her name? Giselle? Yeah, yeah that's... obviously <laughs> she's going to be alive. Yeah, that's... Fucking sick. Well, Han was that wasn't him in the car. It was an AR projection from Mr. Nobody. <laughs> Everybody knows that. But that was the worst bringing someone back from the dead scene I've ever seen, I think. And they didn't even like make fun of it like they should have. They just are like, now we're going to play the straight and it's going to be Garbo. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Giselle's back. Who? It's fine. She's there. Do you think John Cena's actually dead? He's the only no. one who I thought might actually be dead. <laughs> like, like really? I, it's sad that we have to ask these questions, but this franchise, uh, it's, you can't trust anything. So. Well, so he got like super fucked up, and I, yes. yeah, but it also seems like one of those Hun- things where like maybe they didn't want to pay him anymore. Uh, either way, Han got super fucked up and he's still alive, so... Well, yeah, but also half the cast in this newest movie crashes into an airplane and is going to be alive. That, so. Yes, so... But John Cena died separately, so that one I yes. don't know. That's the only one where I was like, ah, maybe he did die for real. It it would be the One Piece scenario where like he sacrificed himself and then if he comes back, that sacrifice is meaningless. And you're like, well, why did we even do that? <laughs> <laughs> bro, if Pedro comes the answer is Fast and Furious. Oh yeah, bro! If Pedro came back in One uh-huh. Piece, I would <laughs> stop watching One Piece. But uh, it just yeah, it makes no sense. I don't know. So he he may have died. Maybe not. Everyone else is alive, especially Pete Davidson's character. Yes, he was there. What Did you feel Brian's mom? Oh man. I think they should bring back uh, Jesse from the first movie. The like autistic kid who got they get, that, shot that, up. That, that shot up. Oh, yeah. Been, like surprise, surprise. He's actually alive. Yeah. I still think the ultimate ending to this franchise would have been if they brought back Leon, the only homie from the first movie who never came back as the true villain. And it's because he's upset that he wasn't invited to any of the other Fast and the Furious action. And then he comes back and you're like, who the fuck is this guy? And he's like, it's me, Leon. Remember, I tried to beat up Brian because he came over to your house. Shit, dude. Wait, 
Oh, I know who you're talking about now. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but Vince, because even Vin, the other guy, Vince, came back. Like, yes, oh. Vince. Yeah. Uh, yeah got, was it four? Uh, five, it five, 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 five. He got killed though. So yes, but that that's also like not a guarantee. He could be. Well, back. See, that's what I like about it is now it's become like a comic book <laughs> thing where it's like, oh, that's, <laughs> superheroes never truly die in comic mm-hmm. books. It's like that, but with humans who race cars. <laughs> they so, don't really race cars though, just occasionally. Well, yeah, now they do sometimes. But do you okay, so this is I saw no, I was recommended an article about this. Do okay. you think they're gonna go back to race wars in the next movie? Oh god. I <laughs> I forgot about race wars. There's no. That'd be what if oh god, I don't even know. This franchise is so stupid. Do you think they'll revisit the sandwich shop? Who's running the sandwich shop? Oh, that that was just a front, wasn't it? It was, but what happened to it? Where is that at? I, well, they well, kind of got a little busy. It was a front, except for the part where Mia was actually making people sandwiches. Yes, but I don't think it was actually profitable. But then, like, the front was actually the, the mechanic the gar- shop. The garage. Yeah. So then, what, the, what the fuck was that shop? That was where they make the sandwiches, Matt. She apparently made a shitty tuna sandwich that only one person liked. So. Uh, listen, I want that to make a comeback. Bring it all back. Everything. Everything and everyone. Make it be like the ending of Naruto. Where everybody got resurrected. <laughs> Who is going to use the summoning zombie jutsu to bring them all back? <laughs> That's Vindy's what I want to know. I, I also think they could, yeah, they should just go the full anime route, you know? Vin Diesel could fight Jason Momoa in a giant mech. Uh, it has to be in the shape of a car, though. Sure. A it could be a giant car, but... I don't know, man. I just... the, the I still think that they should end it with the next movie, but then Vin Diesel and all his dumbass things after that movie where he was like, the studio was so impressed they asked us to make it a three-parter. And it's like, no! If someone wrote a fucking two-part story, you can't just be like, yeah, make it three. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? That's not how stories work. I mean, I guess you take the second part and drag that into two more parts. Well, the only the only way I can accept this is if the third part they're talking about is just the movie where The Rock and Jason Statham fight Jason Momoa. That's the only one I'll take. That's the only one I'll take because none of the other people are in it. Right. So and then it could have like a post credit scene where they're like, (laughs) they all escaped the plane. And then the the next one happens. I don't know. But that it just I was just like, man, I love this franchise more than most people, but like you can't just be like, Yeah, we wrote the whole thing as a two parter and then we were like, ah, fuck it, three? Like that's not how that you have to make a whole nother movie's worth of content. Where the yeah. fuck does that where does that go? And that just dilutes the story that barely exists already. So I don't know. Anyways, do you watch any other movies or were that was that it? I watched Dunkirk. I was underwhelmed by that one as well. That's like old as fuck, isn't it? No, it came out like five years ago. Isn't that Cillian Murphy? Uh, I had um, Harry Styles in it. Oh, it was Harry Styles. (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. I don't know why people like that got like really great reviews. And it was there's a better story to tell there. I don't know. It was okay. 
I'm gonna guess that most people were in it exclusively for Harry Styles, and that's what I was thinking. Like, literally, that was my thought watching this was because, like, he does a good job in the movie, but like, it's still like I don't know. There's a as I said, there's a better story to tell with that. So, uh, but we should probably talk about video games at some point on this video game podcast. Nah, uh, no. Harry Styles is around to watch now. Across the Spider Verse. Nice. It's a very good film. Yeah, I really like that film. The fact that it's was a two-parter and I didn't know really made me butt hurt, but I'll be oh. excited when the second part comes out. God, that's a new thing that's really happening a lot now. What? Like movies getting put into two parts. Well, yeah, but usually they tell you that. Right. Up front, you don't get like 10 minutes from the end of the movie and think to yourself, wow, this movie's got a lot of content. How mm. are they going to wrap this up? Oh, they're not. <laughs> Because uh, that was me in the theater, uh, but that movie is amazing. Yes, I agree. The second part will probably be very good as well. So, yeah, that's cool. But yeah, so uh, Evo happened. Mm, yes, the news Evo, Evo happened. happened. Matthew, Evo. did you watch the Evo? I did not watch the Evo. Oh I my should... god, it was so fucking oh good. Oh my god. Uh, anyways, yeah, Evo itself happened in the Las Vegas, uh, and I don't necessarily have a lot to say about the event itself. It was very good, and, uh, I was glad Mena did not win Street Fighter. (laughs) He did reset the bracket, though, and, uh, Angry Bird still took it, though. Um, Tokido had some pretty wild moments in the top eight, showing that even old people can still perform. Uh, oh, no, sorry, not top eight, top six this year. Which still, even though it was top six, everyone still took three hours because of the amount of ads they were playing. It was fucking wild. And also, I feel like Street Fighter should be three out of five always because two out of three sets in Street Fighter last like six seconds. <laughs> Especially at high level play. So I wonder how that will bear out in the next year to come. Because I see a lot of people saying they think it should be three out of five. Uh, so we'll see. I don't know. Did you have any specific favorite moments, Nukio? I, I didn't really watch Guilty Gear or anything other than one left and one. Well, I mainly watched it for like Street Fighter, but that Tokido Kakaru match was something else. Yeah. I, uh, I want this is unrelated to Evo, but Saudi Arabia Gamers 8 has been having like million just full tournaments recently. They did one for Tekken and this week they did one for Street Fighter. Uh, Punk was out there being very, very angry about the setups they were using where they were like not 120 hertz or something. But uh, did you see who won that? I didn't pay attention. Kakaru just beat Angry Bird. Yeah, he won. Yep, he reset the bracket and then. Oh won. my fucking god! Well, I'm glad I didn't watch that. I hate JP, but um. <laughs> well, that's that's cool. Um, yeah, there were a lot of weird players in that. Like MOV was there, and I guess Justin Wong was supposed to be there, but he got COVID, and that's why Daigo was at that thing. Instead, he wasn't originally supposed to compete. Um, oh. Yeah, but it, it, I don't know. Evo was cool. I was glad that Mortal Kombat was on Friday so that Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3's, in theory, final Evo 
could be uh, the first game on Sunday. That was sick. Marvel is awesome. It's the most. Is that worth going back to? Uh, if you like zero mirror matches, yeah. I haven't seen like Marvel in a while, so. I mean, it was it was a good top six, but then right. when the finals are a zero may cry mirror, you're like, ah, oh, we have fucked up royally here. <laughs> so there was a guy who from England who made it to top six with a fucking iron fist on his team. And people like ruled years ago that iron fist is like not a viable character. And he was doing so well. And then he almost got a reverse sweep on this guy with just Iron Fist and dropped the combo, and I died with him. <laughs> I also died. And then he like almost did he, something similar happened where he dropped another combo and then got eliminated. And I was like, well, that's the saddest thing that's ever happened. Um, but yeah, I believe it was Jabril that won, and he has been the best Marvel player for like years. So he continues to be the best Marvel player. I think most people predicted he was going to win regardless. Um, out of like people that you would remember probably from when we were playing, the only person was Kane Blue River. Okay, uh, He still is good. Um, he has not competed in like several years, I guess. Um, but he still made it to top six and he did pretty well, uh, which was cool to see his team still doing work. Um yeah, at oh. least we didn't see like Chris G win. I guess he's not allowed to compete. I believe. Oh, because he did that weird, said those racist things, and uh, got like banned I... from a bunch of stuff. I forgot about that. That was a while ago. Yeah, he did that, and he got banned for from every tournament. I think whereas Filipino champ now has been making a comeback. He was basically told that he could compete again. Uh, he got the OK from Capcom USA, but he has to get the OK from Capcom Japan, apparently, before he can start competing in Capcom sanctioned events again. So there's that. But anyways, yeah, Marvel was cool to see. Um Really liked that. I didn't really watch much Guilty Gear. Uh, other than I just remembered who had won Guilty. Yeah, Leffen, which, like, bro, I good for him, but also my guy's got the biggest ego on the planet. I don't know <laughs> that he needed to win Evo in a fighting game also, in addition to Smash, because now watching his stream will probably be insufferable. But... He did it. I mean, he made top eight in Evo last year for Guilty Gear. Um, so right. he's still been grinding. I guess that's cool. I I attribute the win to Imagine Obama because he said, if Leffen wins, it's my fault because <laughs> I trained with him. And I said, OK, well, it's, it's like Majin Obama won Evo is what I'm going to say from now on. Uh yeah, so that was neat. Uh what was the other one? Tekken, fucking Arslan Ash, the best oh, Tekken player yeah, in the world, continues to be the best Tekken player in the world. Those sets were wild. I that is probably the last Tekken 7 Evo. Uh, or as they kept saying, in theory, this is the last Tekken 7 Evo, because 8 doesn't necessarily have a release date yet. I assume it will be before Evo next year, but you can never count on that kind of stuff. Um a, Did you guys see win, right? say that again? His fourth his win? Fourth win, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. 
Uh, did you guys see that Harada was getting death threats uh, if he didn't add Eddie Gordo to Tekken 8? I'm huh. not surprised. Uh, and so he got out there on Twitter and a bunch of other fighting game uh, people like Ed Boon uh, retweeted his thing where he basically said, like, people got to stop doing this. I get that you're passionate about it, but it actually sometimes the legal teams uh, at those companies get afraid of things like that and then don't let them put those characters in the game sometimes. Even if they were planned to be added to the game. Oh, uh, and like it makes it so that they have to uh, they get weird and scared and don't let him go to as many events or if they do they have to hire extra security and stuff uh, and he basically like gave the implications of why people doing that kind of shit is actually super shitty and not something you should do at all ever which hmm. should be self-explanatory but i think it has a lot of unintended consequences that passionate fans don't understand uh, yeah i could imagine whereas i can't remember ed boone retweeted it and basically said there was a character that that sort of happened with in the last game or something. I can't remember what it was, but hmm. um, yeah, I guess the legal teams of the larger publishers get kind of spooked by stuff like that. Um, and, you know, uh, yeah, so I don't have much else to say about Evo itself. It was a really neat event, uh, but then there were the <sighs> announcements. I didn't write anything down here, but I remember most of them. Oh, uh, good. Tekken, they are adding a new girl whose name I can't remember, but she's obsessed with coffee. Azucena? Yes, there you go. She's she's way into coffee. She looks pretty sick. She's got a lot of weird like grabs and grab reversal moves. Is it like iced coffee or just like hot coffee? She just keeps talking about coffee. Okay. <laughs> I think she is from a country where they gro- she grows coffee. Okay. Uh, or something. It seems like she like runs a coffee farm, and then she wins, and she's like, "Coffee is the best." And it's just fucking, All right. it's just fucking weird. She looks really cool though. And then the other character they showed was Raven, uh, doing like wild ninja shit. Before he was a ninja, but now he like makes ninja clones of himself and shit, and looks super sick. Uh, so that's cool for Tekken. Those are the two they showed there. Um, for Street Fighter, they showed. A story sequence with Aki, the next character, which people were like upset about. They didn't show gameplay, but it was like, yo, Rush, he just came out like two weeks ago. Like, this character's not fucking ready. Right. It's not coming out till the fall. So you get the. She's got a weird mushroom haircut. Uh, I mean, her character art leaked, so people can go see what Aki looks like outside of this video. But uh, I believe she uses like poison stuff. I think she's going to be the replacement for Fong. Um, uh, never liked Fong. He never felt like he fit in that game. No, and so I don't know how this character is going to play, but I am glad that now that she is going to be the one that comes out next, I will be excited for the two characters after it, which are Ed and Akuma. And so then I can get hyped for those trailers and not have to worry about it being Aki. <laughs> um, sure. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll see what she does in actual battle. I mean, this is just a story sequence, so. You don't know what she does, but she's like kind of weird and like super like goth girl. I'm going to kill you action. And people are like, I can fix her. And I love her already. It's like, oh okay, well, that's weird. But Rashid's cool. So hopefully she's cool. Uh, and uh, what else was there? Uh, Mortal Kombat's was actually, in my opinion, the sickest reveal. I don't know if you have seen that trailer, Matt, but it rules. 
Uh, all their trailers have been great. Oh, they've been so good, but this one was on another level. Oh, man, I gotta watch it. So, like, they started it off because Sajam does a stream show called Will It Kill? I don't know if you guys have ever seen this. It's very fun. No. Where on his stream, yeah. he will show a clip and pause it and say, do you think that this combo kills? And okay. you, you, you can bet your channel points on it or whatever. And so they had Sajam come out and do Will It Kill for a couple things. And then he brought up someone from NetherRealm Studios and was like, hey, we got one from the last MK. It's got reptile in it. Uh, will it will it kill? And then he was like, "Oh yeah, hundred percent." And then it did kill. And then Sajam was like, "So like, what if we wanted to like see some more reptile? Do you guys want to see more reptile?" And the guy was like, "The guy was like, yeah, I think we got some reptile to show you." And then they roll the trailer, and it is reptile. And tomorrow, he is so fucking sick. Finally. He is back to what people wanted him to be, which is like in his ninja costume. But then he also just transforms into a full ass lizard man. Like, it's not like where he's just got a lizard face in the ninja thing. Like, he looks like a human in his ninja clothes. And then he just like is Killer Croc. Oh, interesting. It, it looks fucking wild. It looks so cool. And I guess it's when he like talks, there's a lot of story stuff in it. And he's like, I am a freak among my people because I can take a human form. And that's like frowned upon. But he looks sick. He's got a bunch of like really cool tattoos. And then when he like transforms back and forth between the human mode and the giant killer croc mode, uh, he still uses those like weird poison balls to like lift people up and do the sickest combos you've ever seen. Uh, so he's really cool. And then the other two characters, which they've been put bringing a lot of characters back from the 3D era of Mortal Kombat on the PS2 which like most people are like, are these new characters? And it's like, no, nah, they're just characters that were only in like two games. Cause they really suck shit. Uh, so there's Ashra who is like this monk lady with two swords. She looks okay. I'm not like a super huge fan of her, but then the one that I was excited about is havoc who is an undead ninja who like takes off his limbs and beats you with them. Uh, okay. He was fucking cool back then. So when they introduce Havoc, it is like the sickest shit I've ever seen. I, which it makes me upset because I don't like playing Mortal Kombat. It like, no, I don't like playing it, but like the story stuff looks wicked sick. I, they have every character that I really <laughs> like in Mortal Kombat. So like Reptile, Human Smoke, Cyrax is not a full playable character. He's a cameo, but that's cool. Kenshi is a full playable character. Like, all the characters I would play are, have been announced now. So like, I don't know. Plus it just reptile looks sick. He looks like he's got really cool combos. Same thing with human smoke. So they did a really good job. That trailer was like three and a half minutes long. <laughs> it was like really long, but it was very cool. All right. I'm uh, definitely going to have to check that out then. Yeah. You'll have to check that out. I, it's super neat. And like reptile was always a bad guy before. And now he's a good guy. Uh, yeah, I'm just interested in the story of like how they're going to turn things on their head. It, it, it's just going to be interesting to see. Yeah. Um, so that was neat. And then the other main thing for me from Evo was all of the Project L gameplay, baby. Oh my God, Riot is making a fighting game. And it looks like the coolest shit I have ever seen, period. Uh, so they had already shown some of the characters. Uh, who is it? I got League of Legends character names. Ari, Echo. Who's the big guy? Darius. Darius. No. Uh, no. What the fuck is his name? Is I don't know. Not, 
I thought it was Darius. Uh, Darius Project L. Anyways, that's it is Darius. Okay, but that's the least important. Apparently, people got to play with these characters a couple weeks ago, and like Say Jam and a bunch of people put out footage of the stuff, and it looked really cool. And then they said there was a fourth character that was going to get announced at Evo, and that is my man Yasuo the oh, Samurai. <laughs> you watch this trailer of this character, and you're like, this is some fucking Marvel three shit that this guy is doing with his swords. And then you find out that fucking Marlin pie designed the character. <laughs> and so you're like, ah, this all makes sense now because uh prominent two prominent Marvel three players, clockwork and Marlin pie are working on this game and designing the characters. Uh, it is a two V two tag game. Um, and you can do the wildest shit I've ever seen in this game. And I cannot wait for them to show more. Uh, there are, it was playable at Evo. So now there's going to be even more footage out there, but there was like already say jam has tons of videos explaining the mechanics. Um, there are so many videos out there. Uh, I believe apology man is also on, uh, the project L team. And so there's a lot of footage out there of apology man doing crazy shit. Uh, but, but yeah, like Yasuo looks ridiculous. And then like echo looks fucking crazy. I, I know Matt, you have never played league or any league adjacent things, but, or even watched, uh, whatever the fuck it was arcane, which was an excellent show and everyone should watch, but echo basically can rewind time using these items. So he can like throw out this like bomb and then like rewind himself to it. And that leads to some fucking crazy setups. Um, it, it has an interesting mode where another person can be the second player. So like <laughs> Nukio would be fighting and then he would tag to the other person and then it would be me, which I, I would not tag to me in this type of game. Uh, but it looks really cool and it looks like it is like Marvel-esque in the way it works, which makes sense because Power Rangers Battle for the Grid was also super Marvel-esque and Clockwork was one of the main designers of that game. And then if you go watch the fucking crazy combos in Battle for the Grid, you're like, ah, yes, I see that Clockwork worked on this game. It makes a lot of sense. And like then there was in fucking Battle for the Grid, the ranger with a sword, the ad Virgil's move. They hired the same voice actor as Virgil to play. Like they knew what they were doing. But uh, he was also the uh, his actual like ranger in the show, too. Yeah, just like, but in general, I mean, they didn't have to hire that guy. You know what I mean? Uh, so anyways, Project L looks fucking sick. Uh, it still is probably a ways off, especially if they only have four characters that they're like confident in showing. But yeah, it seems like that game has been in development for a very long time. Uh, yes, because Sajam says in his video when he saw it several years ago, it was Street Fighter. Okay. Like it literally just played like Street Fighter. Yeah, let me tell you what, it's not Street Fighter anymore. It's Marvel. So it has gone a lot, a lot of iteration, um, but they seem to be happy with it now. Good. And my favorite part of Say Jam's video was at their thing, someone asked if the netcode was going to be good, and the Cannon Brothers, who invented Rollback Netcode and GGPO, looked at each other and said, I mean, we, we invented GGPO, so yeah, it's going to be pretty good. Okay. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I am really excited for that game. I think it looks fucking sick. Yasuo's trailer is, like, unbelievably cool. He just... 
the wildest shit. And all I could think of was, wow, I'll never be able to play this. Damn. But I'm excited to see uh, people who know what they're doing play. You know? So, yeah, that sounds cool. So, yeah, lots of fighting game news. I guess, like, also, if you wanted to get really buck wild, they, entered, they announced the next uh, Under Night and Birth game. Uh, I didn't know a lot about that. The new version of Grand Blue Fantasy Versus got a release date. It comes out in November, I think. And they showed like their that. their fourth new character, Grimnir, who me and Nuki are known because we played Grand Blue Fantasy. <laughs> uh, Gr- Grimnir is pretty sick. I'm glad the four characters that they're adding, at least two of them, I am I really like in Grand Blue. So hopefully they had more than four characters I, to, to for like a fully new thing for them to add four characters doesn't seem like enough to me but then i guess it also comes with all the dlc yeah i don't know i think those are gonna be the new four though for yeah that's weird and then oh sorry couldn't that just be another season at that point if it's just four more characters like yeah but they're like, adding like a weird like fall guys mode to the game too which is just like I guess, sure. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and then, like it's well, also that, it, that's gonna move the needle. Well, it's gonna be like Guilty Gear, where it's like they also have like new like balance changes and mechanics in the actual mm. fights and stuff. Uh, but Matt, I don't know if you saw this. I saved the best news for last. Uh, if you had to guess a fighting game that was getting a patch per- coming up pretty soon, what would you guess? Marvel. Killer Instinct. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It is the 10 year anniversary of that new Killer Instinct. Uh, and Iron Galaxy is making a fucking balance patch and updating the net code for Killer Instinct. And okay. I think that is the sickest shit I've ever heard. I uh, truly, truly hope that that means that somewhere out there at Microsoft, they are letting Iron Galaxy make a new Killer Instinct game. Please, for the love of God, make it happen. Please. I yeah, love- I guess it has been 10 years. Jesus Christ. I fucking love wow. that game. But the fact that they are supporting that game at random 10 years later, I think is the coolest thing ever. That's uh, not That's not a coincidence. That's they're, they're doing something with that franchise. They have to be, but it is Iron Galaxy who took <laughs> over the updates from Double Helix when they got bought by Amazon. Um and they did a good job. And so, like, I truly hope that means that it leads to something. Or maybe if they're just like, hey, we're just going to make new seasons of this game. I would even accept that because I think that game is fucking sick. Uh, God, hire Mick Gordon back. Holy shit. Give me more. What is he doing? I don't know. Hopefully making new Killer Instinct music because his original Killer Instinct music is so, so good. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I couldn't believe that. Willie texted me and said, hey, they're updating Killer Instinct. And I said, excuse me, <laughs> what are you talking about? And yeah, it's a 10 year anniversary balance patch. <laughs> Happy anniversary, everyone. Uh, so yeah, that's cool. Um, which must mean that there was a bunch of outstanding balance stuff that people were complaining about or wanted changed. So that's neat. And it'll have better net code. So also excellent. Which that game already had decent netcode to begin with, so they're probably just making tweaks and stuff to it. But yeah, that, that, that netcode always seemed pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's most of the, if not all of the fighting game announcements. I'm sure there is a bunch of other weird random shit that yeah, I don't remember. Plankton. Oh shit! Sorry, <laughs> they announced PlayStation All Stars two, which we talked about last no, time. Oh no. Oh, Nick not PlayStation All Stars, Nickelodeon All Star. <laughs> Woo! Yikes! Uh, the good game got a sequel. Uh, 
I love that Nickelodeon All-Stars Battle game. I hope this game gets a chance. Uh, but the almost all the new characters leaked with the box art. So I guess I won't say them here, but if you guys want to, if anyone cares, oh, yeah. the box art is out there. It has all the new characters and not all of the old characters are returning question mark possibly, but uh, yeah, Plankton um, Squidward is there. They put out uh, character videos like they were before the, I think the only two that are out right now are Squidward and SpongeBob and SpongeBob was my main in the previous one. So he looks good also, uh, except now he has a costume of him wearing the Smitty Warbin Jaeger man Jensen hat saying he was number one. Okay. Uh, so I would wear that costume. Uh, I will probably buy this, even though I is against my better judgment. But like, I like that game a lot, and I they deserve everything they can get out of this because it's like a weird passion project that they like secretly were able to make a competitive Smash game because they had a Nickelodeon license, and like, good for them. Uh, there's going to be like a weird added voices. Yeah, I haven't either. Uh, but in this new one, they are. There's also a campaign mode where you like f- fight the villains. So the only one <clears throat> that seems to exist is the bad guy from uh, Danny Phantom is like the final one. But I would guess that means that like Shredder will be back. All the other famous villains from none of those things because like none of those have bad guys, I guess, except for Avatar. Like, who, who's the bad guy in Garfield? Normal. Like I don't, I don't fucking know. And yeah, that's... like yeah, there's no bad guy in Hey Arnold. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I guess Plankton is the bad guy in SpongeBob if you had to. Uh, so that makes sense. But like, yeah, there's not like villains that I can think of on a lot of those shows that are like, ha ha. Yeah, that wasn't really the point of those shows. No, you know, hey, Arnold hey, didn't really need a villain. I mean, the closest would be like Helga, I guess. <laughs> okay, do you guys want me to tell you uh, one of the leaked characters? Is it Helga? No, Helga was in the last one. Oh, okay. Uh, Arnold's grandma. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, that's great. Oh, Jimmy Neutron also was not in the previous one. His dad, for some reason, was one of the DLC characters. Uh, but Jimmy Neutron himself is in this new game. So the the two main ones they showed initially were Squidward and Jimmy Neutron. So okay, there's that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, now I think that's all the hot news. Nuki, oh. I can't believe I almost Johnny, that. Johnny, Guilty Gear. Oh yeah, <laughs> I did get excited about that. Johnny's like one of my favorite Guilty Gear characters to watch, but I'm sure everyone who plays Strive booed out loud. Uh, because people hate fighting Johnny, so mm. um, he looks cool. He's gonna be in Strive. He's the beginning of the new season. What are there three other characters other than him? They said, uh, yeah, it's either two or three. I can't remember. Uh, yeah, four character season. Yeah, so the fighting games continue to exist. Uh, and and then, wait, got what? got two more news. Oh my one god, small, no. the one big that I can't believe you forgot. But oh, that the Ninja Turtles are in Street Fighter. Quote unquote, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of the small one. Okay, well, I don't count that because fifteen dollars <laughs> per fucking avatar skin is uh, a literal robbery. Yeah, that's the uh, Fatal Fury, bro. Oh yeah, I didn't see that. <laughs> I didn't see that live, uh, oh, so yeah. that's why I didn't remember it. Yeah, the uh, fucking SNK was like, "Hey, remember how we announced that Fatal Fury game? Here is like." 
what rock will look like in it. Yeah. Okay. Um, he looks like rock and Terry looks like Terry. Terry looks like Terry. I will buy that game. <laughs> That's what I have on that. Uh, it like, I don't know. That game's going to be cool. I'm sure. Uh, yeah. Cause King of fighters was good. So that will probably be pretty sick. Now that's all, I think. But if it's not, yes. I definitely don't care because I won't be. Wait, there. wait. Mm-hmm. They have National Evo Day, but Evo next year is not on National Evo Day. I thought that was the funniest thing in the world. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the city of Las Vegas was like, we're marking today National Evo Day. But actually, then right after, they're like, we're moving Evo back to July. And I was like, oh, well, you fucked up, guess, Las Vegas. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, so whatever day Evo was this year, this National Evo Day, the Sunday, so get hype. They gave them the keys to the city uh, because they sure. won a Guinness World Record for most competitors at an esports event or something. Uh, Interesting. Uh, yeah, that was that was neat. The Cannon Brothers invented GGPO and made Evo, so you know they're killing it out there. Uh, and I'm sure there were some King of Fighters DLC characters that I did not see because they keep putting those out, but I don't fucking know. I uh, don't think there was. Weird. They did announce one a couple weeks ago, so maybe they're... That's it. Uh, so moving on from that, Matt, I, were you sort of excited to try WrestleQuest because it was on Game Pass? I am excited, but then I saw reviews and it seems like it's not that great and then it got delayed yeah get fucked because it got delayed literally like three hours before it was supposed to come out digital only uh it was supposed to come out on the 8th um and apparently a couple hours beforehand they found a very severe bug that would destroy saves uh, and they said, we're going to delay this till August 22nd and fix that. But yeah, the, all the reviews are still out there. They didn't like change the embargo. And a lot of the reviews I saw seemed to say that like, this is a very average at best turn-based RPG and you got to really love wrestling. And let me tell you guys what, I don't. So yeah. I don't know that I'm going to give this a shot, even though it's on Game Pass, especially because it comes out three days before Armor Core. So, like, I'm going to fucking play Armor Core. Yeah, there are just so many great games that have come out this year and are going to be coming out this year. It's hard to justify, you know, finding time to play something middling and mediocre. So, that's it's unfortunate, but at the same time, like, I, I it's a game I don't have to play now. So, that's kind of good news. Yeah, but I guess it is good for people because they didn't get to play the game and then realize their saves were being destroyed. So, yeah, that that is. I'm glad they, I'm glad they delayed it. Um, but this is a game that I think is just going to end up being like wasted potential. Cause I think it did have potential to be something cool. Yeah. And I, I saw a lot of people saying, why wouldn't they just put out a patch? And I believe the reasoning is because this is such a severe bug. They probably have to go through the certification process again, which takes at least two mm. weeks. Wow. So that's one. Well, if it's going to break a lot of people's games, like don't release it and have that bad publicity. So yeah. Uh, and then I'll jump around here on the stuff. Uh, Devolver held a delay direct where they were specifically streaming to show what games they have in development that are being delayed, um, which is a funny concept. But uh, the Plucky Squire, which I know me and you have been looking forward to. 
Yes. Delayed to 2024. Uh, Skate Mm. Story, somehow one of the two skating games about hell in development right now. Uh, That game looked really sick, too. That is also getting delayed. And Angerfoot, which uh, also is a really fun game the demo is on steam if you guys want to play it you basically it's a first person shooter but you just like kick everybody to death uh and that rules <laughs> that that game looks really fun but they were all delayed till 2024 there were a couple other ones but they were ones that like i had never even heard of before so i was like ah, oh, whatever um and then to the surprise of literally no one modern warfare 3 was announced yeah that's not that's Yay. not news i was excited who wants mm. to play? Yay. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Very enthusiastic. Uh, and then the final news um, was there was a Pokemon Presents. And I will let you guys know there was a lot of info that no one gives a fuck about, like Pokemon Unite and Pokemon Cafe mix. Uh, but there was stuff that I could care about. One is the Pokemon Stadium 2 and the Pokemon trading card game for Game Boy Color are now on Switch Online. The Pokemon trading card game is still a fucking amazing product. And if everyone's never played it, you should go play that shit. It's very fun. I remember really liking it when I was a kid. Yeah, it's fun. It's a good game. There's a Japanese-only sequel that they should localize and put out as well. (laughs) Or just make a new one. Whatever. That's fine. I think there's too many cards now for them to make a new one, but I would like that. Uh, so yeah, that's cool. And then they talked about the uh, Scarlet and Violet DLC, which are both coming out this year. Part one, where you're at the Weird Japanese Festival, is coming out in September. They did announce the exact date. I cannot remember it. I think it's September 13th. But um, they showed some new Pokemon and like weird stuff you can do. Uh, so previously, they had showed the Paradox form of Suicune. Uh, and... Was it Cobalion or Vir- it was Verizian, I believe. Yeah. Uh, and now in this, they showed the paradox form of Reiku, which is like a Brachiosaurus. That's Reiku. Oh. It looks incredible. I love it. Especially it reminds me of that thing in Horizon. Effect. It does. It looks like the long <laughs> in Horizon, but it's Reiku. Uh, and then they, the paradox form of Cobalion is just like Cobalion, but it's a robot. So that's less exciting, but Reiku looks sick. Um, which then eventually they will have to reveal what Entei and Terrakian look like, and I'm sure they will be cool as well. Uh, for some reason, Applin is getting a third evolution uh, into Diplin, which is a candy apple. And my main question was, this already had a split branch Evo. Why the fuck is it getting a new one? And also, it's not even cool looking. <laughs> Uh, one of the other ones, Duraludon, if you remember that Pokemon, the like weird one that looked kind of like a skyscraper. Yeah, like, that wasn't great. One, it, gets, it evolves now into okay. something else, and it like sometimes looks like a giant staple remover, sometimes looks like a bridge, and sometimes looks like a crazy giant metal Godzilla that shoots a huge cannon. Uh, okay. So that looks really cool. I think it's called Archaladon. Uh, and yeah, there's a bunch of weird mini games. They showed those three legendary Pokemon again, the monkey Dory, Okie doggy, and the other one, they seem like they will get weird superhero forms. They did not talk about that yet, but that is what it seems like. 
Um, these look cool, especially the second uh, DLC when it comes out uh, in the winter. Um, it seems like it adds like a new Pokemon League. Where you like the, the second one basically seems like the post game stuff that most people want, where you like do a bunch of weird high level battle shit. Uh, and the first one seems more like play these weird fun mini games. And also there's a weird Japanese story going on. And then they sort of teased that after this stuff, we'll come back together and go back into the main game uh, story-wise. But either way, I'm just excited for the Pokemon. It, I have been following leaks of this stuff, and there are at least one or two Pokemon that they have not announced that in theory will be cool. But um, yeah, I don't know. What the fuck is Diplin, man? It's like, it's like all these other things are like kind of cool, at least. Like, it's a fucking candy apple. This is, we waited for this. I'm paying for this. Anyway, eh, all, all new Pokemon always have a couple that you just go like, why? You just focus on the cool ones and ignore the shitty ones. Yeah, which like Paradox Reiku uh, looks all right. This long neck. That's exciting. Um, so, yeah, that was really all the news that I saw. Uh, they did go way more in depth on those two DLCs for Pokemon, but it's a bunch of stuff that I can't remember and if people care about that they're gonna play them anyway so it doesn't really really matter uh and so yeah i guess that's it for the news we can move into what we have been playing um i guess we can start with nukio because you're the guest what have you been playing these days Uh, i haven't been playing much because i recently moved back here Mm -hmm. but I've I've since finished Jedi Survivor. Mm, started yes. playing more Trails, The Legend of Heroes, and just Overwatch and Apex on the side, pretty much. How is Trails? I mean, I like it. I'm just like really taking my time with it. Like, I, I really haven't been playing like too much of it. Just kind of here and there, I'll play for like an hour and I haven't like sat down and like really played it, but it's good. It's Trails. Does it have like the same battle system as Cold Steel? Uh, yeah, but it it definitely seems like they're going to be adding more stuff to it. I just haven't gotten to that part yet. Okay. I did try, or I did get to the new characters. They're cool, I guess. I don't know what their deal is, but... There's another guy named C. God, that <laughs> they they don't think it's actually you know, but the guy who it should be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, trails! What a franchise! I'm too behind now, so Listen, I don't know. If I just like two out. two games away, man. Two right, you played the third what? one, right? Did you play the third? Yeah, one? I played. The fourth Cold one is the one you're on. Yeah, I'm on. I gotta play Cold Steel Four and Trails of Into Reverie, but I also yeah. checks watch don't have four hundred thousand hours. <laughs> so it's not gonna take that I, long. It's not gonna take that, as long as you think it is. That's fucking not true. Everyone told me that about three, and then it took me like eighty five hours <laughs> because I have a sick brain. They're like, well, Manny, you don't have to do every scene. I'm like, yes, I, yes, I do. I have to do them all. Uh, well, that's cool. I'm glad you're enjoying it. Uh, 
Have you played any of the new Overwatch event? Is that any good? Um, all right. So, God. so I'm not paying $15 for it, at least not yet. Oh, okay. But it seems like they're, the missions are like, maybe they're okay. And particularly like lore heavy if you really want to get into it. But I just don't care to pay for that right now. That's fair. Like they have like another like free mission thing that they're gonna like recycle every month, but that's kind of like reminiscent of like you know the old events that yeah had, like, yeah boxing. yeah it's kind of like that. So that's whatever. Overwatch character so just came out. I don't know. What's the new right. character? Games. Il- Iliari. What the? Fuck? I believe is how you pronounce her name. What does she do? She's a, she heals. She supports. She has like a healing turret. She has a healing beam. I feel like um, every fucking character that came out after I stopped <laughs> playing this game was a support character. Yeah, I mean, they've been doing their like release a tank, release a DPS, and then release two supports just to help the supports like catch up to the amount of like damage and tanks that there are. Well, I guess I'm trying to think of like after I stopped playing. I never played Echo. I never played yeah. Sigma. Were those the last two Overwatch 1 characters? Oh, God. I don't even know. I think so. Because then for two, there's Sojourn, that Asian girl. Sojourn Kiriko, Ramatra. The, the robot guy. Yeah. yeah and then this person. Uh, I think that's it. Missing someone. We're missing someone, but I don't know. Yeah, I because I never play. I stopped before Sigma came out, and then I remember Junker Queen. Junker Queen, right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's I don't know. Well, that's cool. Do you play as any of those new characters, really, or not really? Uh, yeah, kind of. Oh wait, uh, you missed the other support. The Forgot his name, but he's like the flower guy he's from Thailand. Oh yeah, I do remember seeing Life Weaver. Life that Weaver. guy. Yeah. All right. So yeah, I, I, do, I do. You play Life Weaver. <laughs> I've been trying to because they like because like when they first released him, they tried their whole like not making him overpowered on release, but that kind of backfired because he was really bad for like the longest time. Nice. So they've just been like buffing him, and now apparently he's like pretty good. Hmm, okay. So it's like I'm trying to pick him up. The new healer seems really good, but can't really use her yet in comp. Mm, did you, this is unrelated, and we did not talk about this because we usually don't cover Overwatch news. How do you feel about that? Uh, getting review bombed. Well, not that. I was gonna say Activision oh. <laughs> basically like getting rid of the Overwatch League effectively, like. Telling, uh, telling yeah, the teams I, I that if know. they decide not to continue, they'll give them a million dollars. God, <laughs> I don't know. That, I, I've stopped following that for like a while. But. Yeah, I just thought it was wild. The Activision was like, "Hey, we know we made you guys pay a lot of money for this, but we'll give you a million dollars if you sever this contract." So, uh, <laughs> so that's like nothing compared to what they had to pay. Oh, that's nothing compared to what they had to pay. Oh, what they had to no pay but I just think like Activision is like, we don't want to deal with this at all. So like, we'll give right. you money back. 
And it was like, that's fucking crazy. Uh, For the amount of money they made people pay to buy into those teams and stuff, so. Yeah, I mean, that just sucks for... Yeah, it sucks for the people who paid and stuff, but I bet, especially the way the last few years have gone, some of those team owners probably want to get out of that anyways, maybe, but... Yeah, yeah, they really did a really poor job of uh, watching that. Yeah, so... I don't know. I just wanted to see how you felt about that because I remembered that and was like, "All right, that's uh, yeah." Uh, so that's really all you've been playing. That's cool. I don't hear a lot about Overwatch anymore. So I forget it okay. exists. So <laughs> I don't because I forget to unfollow the Twitter. So like I okay. I see the like new stuff sometimes. Uh, or like I specifically saw when people were talking about they're charging 15 bucks for this new mode. I, I like kept seeing a bunch of tweets about like, are you ready for this new mode? And I was like, what are we? What? No. It also came to Steam that same day, which I think was a lot of people were why people were talking about it. But uh, yeah. Um, so Matt, you have two games on here, one of which I like much more than the other. Yes, uh, yes. Let's let's hear it. Let's go. What do you got for us here? All right. So this week I ended up just kind of dabbling with a few different games. Uh, the two that have kind of stuck out with me the most are uh, Hogwarts Legacy, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which I've probably put mm, probably four to five hours at this point, and I'm a little torn on it because I am enjoying the like harry potter hogwarts aspect of it i mean like at one point i was just kind of like walking around the castle or you know like you know hogwarts and like two ghosts just kind of popped out of the wall and then just kind of like had a duel and it's like well that's just kind of like a weird thing that just can 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 just kind of happen uh and and like in a lot of ways harry potter is kind of perfect for like video games because like they just have all these different potions and spells you can learn and all that's working for me but just like the open world aspect <laughs> of this game, like, why does it exist? Why it's, does I, it why? exist, dog? Why does it exist like this? I, like, I, this is what I said when I played it. Like, I can't I fucking get it. Is like, you're if you care about Harry Potter and more, I, like, I don't care that much, but I still think exploring Hogwarts is so cool. And you're like yes. in Hogwarts, and you're like, there's these secret areas and stuff, and then you go out into the open world, and the first activity is like. Uh, defeat the bandit camp and it was like harry mm-hmm. potter has bandit camps what the fuck is going on right now yeah yeah it's just like it, it just doesn't need to be like an open world game from 10 years ago or 15 years ago it, i don't know but I, I am enjoying it so far the combat is fun the harry potter aspect is fun it's just like the open world and and really like once you get into the missions it's fun but it, a lot of it's just kind of like run to this side of the map and start this mission. Now run to this other side of the map and start... I don't know. There's just different ways you can do that now, you know? Yes. And maybe I'm just kind of getting burnt out on open world games. It, it took a long time, and but maybe it's finally happening. Well, so, like, I... That could be the case, but I also think that, like, the open world part outside of Hogwarts is just, like, not well implemented. It doesn't... No, it doesn't seem the, well implemented. And Now, I will say, like, God, Hogwarts is really confusing to get around. Like, I have to have, like, the thing guiding me through to get to from point up from point to point did did you get to a point where you could kind of like get around hogwarts yeah but event, eventually you like also unlock so many teleport points that you can just like teleport mm. to the closest thing um, yeah that's fair to where you need to go but 
Yeah, like I, I, the Hogwarts part, I think is fine, and I think Hogsmeade is fine. Oh, Hogsmeade is really cool. But then there is the rest of the world, and it is mm. so like weirdly too large. Yeah, it's huge for no real reason. A lot of it is just like mostly purely empty space. Uh, but no, I yeah, I think Hogwarts is meant to be confusing to get around. Also, like because yeah, the, yeah it is absolutely the secret corridors and stuff. But yeah. It, I did learn more than, uh, you know, I learned how to get around to especially places where you have to go a lot, like your common room, uh, which I guess if you're not, each house has a different common room. So I guess you'd be learning a different route to wherever you're going, but yeah, exactly. Well, what house Um, are you? I am Ravenclaw. I was also Ravenclaw. So, uh, we would have learned that we would learn the same route in theory. Yes, uh, we yes, in theory we would learn the same route, but it hasn't been taken to the common houses? room for a while. Say that again, Nukia? Does it randomly like pick your house or do you have to like uh you choice? It, it asks questions, but the questions are quite obvious what you're gonna get. Yes. It basically it asks you the questions to see what one you're gonna get, and then at the end it's like he would be this. Do you want mm. that? And then you can just pick whichever one you want. That's weird. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just because people want to be a certain one, so they were like, "You can like take the quiz, quote unquote, or you can just pick it." Uh, it's the same with like you're not like you you don't pick your wand in this world. The wand picks you, but in this game, you absolutely just kind of like pick your own wand and design it. So yeah. Um, so okay, Hogwarts Legacy still in the first couple hours. I'm curious to see how it how you feel after you've played I, more of it yeah it's it's been a really slow start as well it's just i don't know it's just not gripping me after a few hours like i'll keep going but if i stop now i'd feel fine about that so. yeah i beat it and i felt like that was too long so yeah, that's yeah we'll see how i feel yeah uh but with that being said the game that i am definitely very much got its hooks in me is dave the diver okay so this makes me happier than i've ever been on this podcast okay okay good because i remember you being so excited when i described dave the diver to you Mm -hmm. and i was like man i really so desperately hope matt actually likes this game because it will make my life and here here we are now two weeks later and (laughs) i don't know like just like the simple like system of go see deep sea diving take take whatever you collect and now sell that in the restaurant and then take those earnings and then upgrade your suit. So then you can dive deeper to get better fish. I like that very simple gameplay mechanic just works for me because like I'm constantly working towards something. But then on top of that, you have all these different characters that have just like, there's, they have personality. It, it, they do like comedy and humor the right way where it's not overbearing, but like it is like clever. And I just like, I don't know. There's just something about the characters that are just great. I love the chef. And then there's like that weird uh, uh, gun merchant guy. Yes. He's just, uh, that is all great. All the, even Dave's great. I like Dave, the character. And then on top of that, there's this whole backstory of where you're diving. And there's like this ancient civilization that you're uncovering. Like, I am fully invested in this game. Like this is the game. I'm thinking about playing this game while we're recording this podcast. So, like that's, that's what I want to do right now. So, uh, so this is fucked up. I have thought about going back to play it more. Okay. Because I keep getting recommended an article about a specific weapon that I can find. And I was like, no one ever told me about this. 
Mm. I would find that. That sounds really sick. And also, after I beat it, there was still a ton more stuff I could do. So I was like, ah, well, maybe I should go back. But no, this game seemed this game is awesome, and I look forward to playing it more. Yeah, I was a I was a big Dave the Diver fan. So yeah, it's so much uh, just uh, so much character, so much just like they, they they're nailing the games so far. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't spoil anything, but like, is the ancient civilization stuff interesting? Do they, uh, do they keep it interesting throughout? I think that there are parts where it loses a little bit of interest, uh, mm. but I, I think overall it's cool. Uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, then yeah, that that those are the two games I've, I'm playing. Uh, Dave the Diver. I will be definitely playing a lot more throughout the uh, the next couple weeks. So. Nice. Uh, the only game I have been playing is Baldur's Gate 3, uh, because it came out and then that's all I did. I should have beaten Pikmin, but instead I played, oh, check, check this, 40 hours of Baldur's Gate 3. Uh, it is great. That is so like I there are all these all this discourse online that like people are mad at Larian Studios because they have set the bar too high for future uh, RPGs of this type. And like it's like not realistic for studios to actually like make a game like this most of the time. Um, I don't know how I feel about that, but. For those who, for some reason, don't know what Baldur's Gate is, it is a CRPG, which stands for Computer RPG, which is basically a computerized version of a tabletop board game, more or less. Uh, So Baldur's Gate, for example, takes place in the world of Dungeons & Dragons, um, and it uses a lot of the same systems as 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons, which is the one that most people play on now. Uh... It is the sequel to Baldur's Gate 2 in a lot of ways, which came out uh, several decades ago, but people really liked that game. Those games are now super hard to go back to because they're computer games from an age where everything was a lot more obtuse. Uh, But yeah, Baldur's Gate 3, it takes place 100 years after that, so you don't necessarily have to have prior knowledge of what happened in Baldur's Gate and Baldur's Gate 2. Uh, It can for sure add to your experience. Um, But so far, I have not not enjoyed anything because it was like, I don't get it because I haven't played the previous two. Uh, So I guess I will just go over the basis of the story. You create your character. Um, this is the only game I've ever played where I got to choose between multiple types of penis for my character. Uh, I did not do that actually, because there are weirdly a bunch of elements that are like hidden from the character creation screen. You have to like go sort of like hunt through, like I didn't change my character's voice and I really wish that I did because I think his voice is sort of annoying. Uh, but for some reason, your character in dialogue doesn't really talk that much. They only talk when you're like clicking on things to interact with them. Uh, so that's not that big a deal. But you can go through and make all, not all, but almost every D&D race and class. Uh, so like I picked a dragonborn who's literally just a dragon man. And I made him a wizard. And his name is Trogdor. Uh, he's Burninates, just like in Homestar Runner, the web cartoon I drew his name from. Uh, but you can pick like fucking anything. You can be a tiefling, you can be a gnome, you can be a human, a half elf, uh, drow, all ogres, 
all kinds of shit. You can pick almost every class. They're all the basic classes that I would know from D&D, but then I'm sure there are people out there who are like, you can't be this specific type of rogue. And it's like, I'm not going to know that. So uh, it has just a ridiculous amount of content just in character creation alone. And then you go into the game and you start off on a Nautiloid, which is a ship uh, run by Mind Flayers, which Mind Flayers in D&D are basically like Cthulhu head demons that control people's minds with parasites that they put into their brains. You get a parasite inserted into your brain at the very beginning of the story, except it does not control your mind. For some reason, you can control it and you can then like interact with the minds of other people who have this parasite in them. So like all of the companions that you get throughout the game Uh, that can be in your party they also have this parasite and you can use that to like share memories like telepathically speak with them and stuff Uh, but the core crux of the game is basically you escape from that mind flare ship and you are trying to find a cure for this mind flare parasite that is inside of you because eventually mind flare parasites uh, hatch and turn you into a mind flare and you can no longer be controlled. They're like sort of like the Borg from Star Trek where they're like a one hive mind thing. Uh, and they like eat people's brains. Uh, and so, yeah, you go on this grand quest, hanging out with your homies who you meet along the way to stop yourself from becoming a terrible mind eating parasite, man. Any questions? <laughs> Matt has no questions. Uh, anyways, do you have any like questions about it, Nukio? Because I know like you have played like CRPGs and stuff before. Like, did you enjoy Divinity a lot? Yeah, I mean, obviously, we never got got like close to like finishing it. We are. Uh, yeah so there was a there was a weird hiccup there. Um, but when I asked if there were any questions, Matt said no. I did say no. Uh, but Nukio, you were gonna say something about Divinity. We didn't get very far, but oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I always enjoyed playing Divinity. Like realistically, we were never gonna finish that game. But like, no, yeah, especially in a multiplayer setting. Yeah. Um, I'll like, I'm looking forward to playing that. Sure. Yeah. So like. It's weird because Larian made uh, Divinity Original Sin and Divinity Original Sin 2 before this, and the second one was so successful that they were approached by Wizards of the Coast to make a new Baldur's Gate. Uh, And, like, because Divinity does not have to play by D&D rules, I think I like the combat in that more, because, like, especially in Divinity Original Sin, I know they had made other games before that but it was a lot about like combining things and like using stuff on the environment to like turn the battle in various ways like in you could make people wet and then if you used ice on them it would be more effective or whatever whereas like in this it is just like straight dungeons and dragons so it has uh the like you only have so many level one two three four spell slots And then once you use those, some of them can be uh, brought back after taking a short rest after battle. 
but then a lot of stuff might only come back after a long rest, things like that. And so people who play D&D would be used to those kinds of systems. What I think is really weird is that like the game doesn't tutorialize those types of systems. Like a lot of the stuff like the short resting and the long resting or things that would be more intrinsic to D&D. It doesn't really tutorialize. It tutorializes like a lot of the more combat focused stuff where like, oh, this is how you would like raise someone from the dead or like this is how you would do this in a video game context. A lot of the more D&D stuff, I don't think it tutorializes very well, but that's just me personally as someone who has never really played a lot of D&D. Um, I have taken a lot of it through osmosis, but, you know, not necessarily everyone will be like that. Um I would never have expected Baldur's Gate 3 to be this popular, but it is like the most popular PC game in like decades where it had like over 600,000 concurrent players on Steam uh, semi-recently, which I think is fucking crazy. Uh, It is maybe one of the craziest games I have ever played. Like within five seconds of booting it, I had the moment where I was like, all right, this is why I bought a computer. Okay. Uh, because like it just ran really well. Everything looked really good. And while you can play it with a controller, and people say it's pretty good with a controller, and it will be coming to PS5. Like to me, this is like a PC ass PC game uh, because it's like got the you know F5 for quick save, and then you can quick load after like you really need to do something or you fuck up in battle. Uh, so it just really truly feels like a PC as PC game, but it will be coming to PS five at the beginning of September. It will be coming to Xbox at some point because Microsoft has their really weird thing where every game has to have feature parity between the series S and the series X and split screen multiplayer basically will not function at all on a series S. So they're trying to figure out how they can make that happen. I uh, didn't announce uh, if crossplay was going to be a thing yet, though. They said cross save uh, will work. But... Yeah, so I don't know if cross play is. Cross save definitely is because they turned yeah. that on in the last patch. Right. So now all my saves show that they're on the cloud and also cross save. So yeah, I don't know about cross play. Um, yeah, and I. I do like this game a lot. It is one of those things where I think in a lot of games with choice, quote unquote, uh, it is always like some illusion of choice because if you have too many variations and things like the outcomes eventually spin out of hand and you will never be able to keep up with like making all of those outcomes on the development end. This game seems like it said, I don't know, fuck it. They all matter. Everything matters. Uh, And like, that doesn't necessarily seem like it comes to fruition until the third act when you actually get to Baldur's Gate, uh, which I am not there yet. I am like near the end of act two. Um, But people are saying that like characters you met in the first couple hours of the game, depending on how you interacted with them, will come back and see you later. And it will actually like matter. Or like choices that you made in the first couple hours will matter. Um, but outside of that kind of stuff that I can't necessarily confirm or deny because I haven't made it there myself. Uh, it seems to have the traditional type of D&D choice where it's like you came into this conversation. This person is hostile. If you make good dice rolls on persuasion or deception or whatever, you can get out of this fight. Otherwise, you fight them. 
so it has a lot of choice like that where it's like, do you want to just start this conversation and say, nah, we're going to fuck you up. I don't even want to fuck with this roles. Or do you want to try to like deceive them to try to change the outcome or get them to do certain things and react certain ways? Uh, it's a big game, man. And like you get all these companion characters that all seem like they have really interesting stories. And I have had those stories go into really wild places so far. Some characters have like basically at this point become different characters that their arc has been so extreme. Uh, where they have like true real character growth, which I think in this type of game is like one of the most important things you can have in uh, companion type characters. Um, but you can also play it multiplayer, which I have not done yet, but Nukio and Justin seem to want to do that. So later today, we'll probably do that. Um, where you make uh, your characters and you go into a multiplayer session and you play D&D, but it's on on your computer. Oh, that's um I guess it's not like Divinity where it's like drop in, drop out. It mm. seems like, and it, they have not commented on whether or not this is like intentional or if it's a bug. So like, say it was me and Nukio playing in multiplayer. If I, if he loaded that save, it is my understanding that my character would still be in his party and it would just be a dead corpse that he could not remove from the party. Okay. <laughs> so, it, like, I don't know if that's exactly how it works, but that's what people make it seem like. They make it seem like you can't even, like, replace me with one of the companions you would find. Like, so there's just, like, you're down a man. Oh. Which that seems... That can't be intentional, but I, I guess I don't know, and we would have to see that. Although I think mm. we intend to just, like, play whenever we're all available anyways, if we were gonna. But I just thought that seems so weird, because, like, Divinity was not like that. Like, if Nukio had left, I could just replace him with Skeleton Man. Uh, and I, the only other thing that's like, makes sense to me, but people were upset about, is that the save lives on whoever hosted its computer. Uh, so they are the only one who can, like, start the multiplayer session to invite the other people. Mm, okay, um, but I mean, whatever. You just you just pick a person, um, right? Right. Yeah, and I I don't necessarily know how that works, right? Because a lot of this game is like talking to people and using your skills on them. Uh, so I, I wonder how a party of other people interacts with that. Like I don't, I haven't seen it in action. So like I don't know if you like vote on what you want to say or like. I think that's kind of how it worked in that. Divinity. Like, if you that was how it worked enough, in Divinity. You could, like, yeah. Take part in the conversation, but if you were like far away, it, it would just kind of like be me talking to him. Yeah, just we'll, we'll, making whatever decisions. We'll have to see. Um, yeah. I think the thing that I like least about this game is that the combat is very difficult. Uh, I am not one of those people who likes to play games on the hardest difficulty, like especially in a story game, I would rather just see the story and like have like a moderate challenge. So there are three difficulties. One is like easy mode story boys. The second one is I think he's called standard. And then the other one is called tactician. And so I picked the standard mode, but I suck at D and D combat. So oh, I have, I, I have a feeling that, People who are like have played D and D and like know the classes and stuff will have a way easier time than I am. But like, I don't know, man. To me, it feels like XCOM, where it's like 
Oh, you have like a 25% roll to hit this guy. And then you just miss like six times in a row. And I know that that is the people, if anyone listens to this, who plays D and D is going to be like, well, you're just doing it wrong. And like, that's true. Uh, because like, I don't understand how, like sometimes like feats will mess with it. Like I had a rogue who could hit from like anywhere. And then I gave him the sharpshooter, uh, feet and now he like can barely hit anyone but if he does it does like twice the amount of damage okay but, like, i didn't know that picking that feet because like i don't fucking <laughs> know uh so it's just stuff like that or like oh you're like too close to this guy so like even though your spell should hit this wide target it doesn't really uh so you have to like kind of like an angle and figure out like where you can hit from or like whatever but like I, all i'm saying is i never have a hundred percent chance to hit somebody is like most some the highest i have ever seen it is 98 but most of the time it will be like a 75 to 60 percent chance like on average which isn't that bad and i think it leads to some interesting situations um but yeah i also am sure that i'm not rolling around with like an optimal D party right like i don't have a healer necessarily like i generally just use healing potions and the one healer who you get as a companion i don't like her very much so yeah it's just stuff like that where it's like i'm sure i could be playing it more optimally or doing it better but like i'm trying to like basically brute force my play style into a system that doesn't necessarily allow for that right it is working but let me tell you, sometimes I will be ambushed by like 40 guys and be like, oh, no. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. How, I, does it, it, how does it work when you die? Are you just like load last save or? So I don't know the answer to that because okay. I have never had everyone die fully. Okay. So like it, it his this because it is D and D. It'll be one of those things where like say a character goes down, they right. are alive. They can do saving throws to like stay alive, but like not right. be active. So I've never had all of the characters die that way. Okay, um, I have always been able to like revive them at the end of the battle or whatever, uh, as long as there's one person. And then if they truly die, you have these scrolls of revivify that can revive them. Uh, if they truly die. Uh, but I, I'm going to be totally honest with you guys. I have saved scum the shit out of this game. That okay. I, I do not feel bad about it. People try to make me feel bad online. I don't give a shit. If it's like, oh, hey, man, I, you have to roll a 10 on this. And I roll a one and get a critical failure. I'm reloading that shit. I'm not like, why are we even, why are we even doing that? I have like a seven bonus. It was like almost impossible for me to fail this check. Uh yeah, the one of the things where this does fall apart, where it's not quite D and D, is it doesn't have that dungeon master, like the human, like kind of manipulating things and saying like what's going to make the best story. Like, yes. like, and so I have been listening to podcasts, like especially Next Lander, when Vinny talks about this, he brought up that same point where it is like when you're playing D and D, there is a dungeon master who is also trying to make sure that you are having fun. Exactly. Whereas, like, in this, the Dungeon Master is trying to make sure you fucking are dead. Right. More or less. And so, like, yeah, you can never have that human element, so it'll always be a little bit different in that regard. But, yeah, it's just weird. Like, I, I think the combat is super difficult, but also part of that is me trying to, like, rage against the system. And sure. 
you know, because I just don't necessarily like that kind of combat. Like I was telling Nukio yesterday, I picked a wizard. I should not have picked a spellcaster class because it's one of those things where it's like when you only have like four level one spell slots and then I use those four spells, like then I have to like rest or something and I don't necessarily mm-hmm. want to waste the resources to rest. It just makes me feel like totally useless. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's an interesting push and pull, but I also, because it's single player, you're controlling other characters. Like I also have a barbarian, so it doesn't really fucking matter that I don't right. have any spells. I'm just going to go absolute ham. Uh, so yeah, I think when I play multiplayer, I will try to be either a rogue or a monk. And I will know not to pick the sharpshooter talent this time (laughs) so that I don't miss often. Uh, And yeah, I also have not fully grasped the stealth mechanics. Like, I know they are there and I know how to hide. But people online always talk about, like, stealth killing people. And I just, like, have not figured out how to do that. Like, if I'm in stealth and I go to kill someone, it generally activates everybody in the area. And I know that's not necessarily supposed to happen that way. Like you can definitely like sneak kill your way around uh, stuff. So, but I, you know, that also doesn't necessarily matter for me in the end. But uh, I think the plot is very cool. I think it's very intriguing. I think the way you interact with characters is very good. So I overall I love this game. It's just the, I think the battles are like more difficult than I would have liked them to be for me personally. Like the way I play stuff, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's cool. And mm. I'm going to keep playing it. I'm 40 hours in. I I will do that. I think the other part of this that is because of my broken brain is when I play a video game, I want to experience everything. D&D is not meant for that. No. <laughs> this, is, this is meant for like, oh, you got a bad role. You're just supposed to go with it and like see where that leads you. Right. Whereas like I'm like, no. I need to find out what happens if I hit this really low percent chance check on this thing. Like, does it completely change everything? And the answer is usually like no, but sometimes it does. So, yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like this is meant to be multiple playthroughs. And like all these types of games are right. Like Divinity was supposed to be that way, too. But I also I always come back to my original thing. Who the fuck is like, oh, yeah, I just beat this like 80 to 95 hour game. Time to spin her up again and go right. Like, who the fuck? What do you who is that person? And I know they exist and people do that. But like, that's I can't do that, man. Like, I can do that if it's like a shorter game. Like I like I'll replay Civ all the time, but that's not an 80 to hour. Yeah, but like, I'm not going to go back and be like, oh, now it's time for me to be a monk and do this whole fucking thing again. Like, that's just that's not going to happen. But yeah, I do like it. I will definitely beat it. uh, And I am I am very curious to see how multiplayer goes. I'm I'm excited to fuck around with that and make a character and see how that goes. Uh, so that is what I have. I am also a little nervous that because Bomb Rush Cyberfunk comes out this coming Friday, and then the Friday following that, Armor Core 6 comes out, I'm afraid I'm going to start getting buried by video games I want to play. So <laughs> We'll see how that goes, but... Man, Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. I'm so excited to play Knock Off Jet Set Radio. Can't wait. 
so yeah, that is what we have been playing. Unless you guys have any more things to ask about Baldur's Gate, but well, not really. nope, I'm good. Okay, that's uh, that's where I'm at. And so with that, we will move into our part three, which I know we haven't had one in a bit, but you may have surmised earlier when Nukio said that he beat Jedi Survivor that that's why he's here. It's because yes. we said we were doing a Jedi Survivor spoiler action cast, and we're going to do that here now. Uh, well, yes, we are. Unfortunately, I'm going to have to get going, though, because I oh, have shit. dinner. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast ran a little longer than usual. That's okay. I'm glad we, we were able to have great talks. So I'll just say... Uh, when you find out Bodhi is actually a Jedi, or Bode, oh yeah. my fucking god, guys, uh, that was that was the uh, moment of the year for me so far. That was one of the best moments. I was just like, what? Um, no, this was a fantastic game. Uh, I I know I referenced it quite a bit. I really, really like that Dagon fight. Uh, when he just picks you up and puts you on the ceiling, you're like, oh, this is cool. Uh, the actual fight itself wasn't cool, but I like narratively what happens. so. Uh, but with that, yeah, I, I'm gonna have to unfortunately duck off because I gotta get get ready for dinner. Okay. Because I, I gotta meet. I gotta drive like an hour away. So. Oh shit! Well, yeah. Oh, sh- yeah, that, that's why I'm like I gotta get off now to because I gotta take care of my dog and then go drive an hour. So okay. have a great uh, end of your po- end of the podcast, guys. So I will have a good dinner. Yeah, Thank you. Dinner. I'm excited. All right. See you guys. All right. See ya. Peace. Uh, so yeah, I don't know how this is going to work with Matt's recording because it might not send it to me until after he comes back from dinner, question mark, but we'll figure that out. Uh, so you also played Jedi Survivor. Did, how did you feel about it? I guess I have heard how Matt feels about it. How did you like it? So like... Even now, like, I, I like Star Wars, but I'm not, like, super, like, into it. Like, I like uh, Fallen Order. I like Jedi Survivor, like, as games. They were really mm-hmm. fun, but like, I wasn't, like, super invested in the story, like, that much. Yeah. I mean, I I enjoyed it a lot. Um, Turns out, right? Yeah. It's a completely different... I wouldn't say completely different, but a way better experience not playing those games on a Steam Deck. Whoa, no way. You were playing them on a Steam Deck? So I played the entirety, yeah, I would say most of Fallen Order on the Steam Deck, which was okay, but yeah, I was going to say that would be hitches. better, probably, yeah. Um, but Jedi Survivor, I would crash every so often, which got annoying but like it wasn't it wasn't like unbearable but like i I just didn't feel like sitting at my computer doing it but that was like all before i moved back here so like once i moved back here and had my setup i finished it like on my computer and the game just runs a lot smoother and looks way better so i don't know what matt played it on i he probably played it on his ps5 i would guess but he also has a series x so it could have been either one um i played it on my ps5 and i know that the pc version had like 
super extreme problems when it first came out? Like, did you, uh, you waited a bit to play it. So like, was a lot of that worked out or was it still like pretty? Uh, no. Yeah. I basically, since I started playing on my PC, like I didn't have any problems with it. I felt like, like I also, I I was kind of like closer to the end of the game by that point. Yeah. Okay. So when I started playing it on my PC here, I was at the Darth Vader fight. Okay. Did you um, have a hard time with that fight? I was going to text you guys and be like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on here? Why is that fight so like... They only give you four healing. And then okay. Darth Vader just like fucks you. Jesus. Well, I- I'm glad because Matt and I talked about this and I fought that boss for like an hour. Uh, and then I finally beat it and I was like, Oh, but people online were like, this fight's impossible. Like I literally can't do it. And they had to turn down the difficulty. Matt, I think had an even easier time than I did, but like something about that fight is like way overtuned. I don't get it. Like it it was fucking hard. Yeah. I I think once I like played it on PC, like it became a lot easier. Yeah. But I just played a lot more like slow and just like, all right, I'm just, Gonna parry him and then wait for my chance to attack because when I try to go ham on him, he'll just yeah. just kill me. Well, I th- I think the other part of it too is like she Seer, the person you fight Darth Vader with, doesn't have the same powers that the main character Cal does. Right. So it's like I don't have the lightsaber I've been using for like a billion hours at this point. And she's like using just the normal one, whereas I was using the heavy boy. Oh, the cross guard. Yeah, the cross guard. So, like, it was just a weird difference of yeah, that kind yeah. of thing, too. But, yeah, people were saying that was really hard. Did you... How did you do with the final boss? Oh, uh, I, yeah, I felt like he was, like, nothing at all by okay. that point. So, I have a question, because no one online could answer me this. When he beats you... And the prompt on the screen says, give in to the dark side. Did you do that? The first time. No, I did not click the first time thinking like, okay, oh, okay. Shit, is something going to happen? So same on the second time. Did it ask you to do that again? No, because when I got to like that cutscene, I like skipped it thinking it would just bring me to that and make me like force, like push to like, go to the dark side or whatever. But yeah. it kind of just skipped past that when I skipped a cutscene. Okay, so I believe that that is the game making it so you don't have to do the dark side choice. Really? Be- because I got to that point the first time I fought him and I did what you did. I was like, oh, this is like a thing where I'm not supposed to push this. And I died and I got so pissed because I was like, no, no, this is the game. He's not supposed to turn right. to the dark side. This is a bullshit. And yeah. so then I did it again, and I did not skip the cutscene, but it just didn't have that. Oh, really? The, the huh. second time. So, and you won anyways. And so I asked online, I asked people, this was like right after the game had come out, basically, because I beat it in like a week and a half. I was yeah. like, did this happen to anyone else? Or like, did the game just like kind of fuck up? And most people said, oh, I don't know. I gave in right away. And I was like, what the fuck? Oh, what the that? fuck? Yeah. And, and then there were a couple people who were like, oh, no, that happened to me as well. I think it's the game, like, trying to make it so you can actually, like, 
not given to the dark side or whatever. So I guess I still don't know right. what if that is intentional or not. But if it is, that's some weird ass game design. Because yeah. it shouldn't just be like, oh, hey, you're dead now. Fight him again. I was so pissed because I would have beaten him on that first try. I know, right? And then I had to do it again. But I guess that was another one where a lot of people said they thought that boss was impossible. I did oh, really? not. I thought that yeah, was easy. It was like not that hard. So Especially compared uh, to the Darth Vader fight like that. Yeah, that was not. Yeah, that, cool that was else. crazy. Um but yeah, I, don't, I thought I thought that was an interesting twist, like when they changed the like slowdown mode to like you kind of tapping into the dark side. Like I, yeah. I didn't see that coming, but yeah, it is overall. I just think this is a very interesting game because more so than the first one, it is much more like a pseudo Metroidvania, I guess. Right. Where it's like, oh, uh, Kobo is this huge world with tons of places to go, but you can only access certain areas once you get more abilities. Yeah. Uh, and like then once you have the ability to like go through the um, the gates and things like the, the green gates, yeah. uh, you just gain access to so many more places. Uh, so I thought that was that was really cool. I liked that. I, I like the plot overall. I guess Matt wanted to do the spoiler cast, so I didn't really prepare like a, oh, this is what happened in the game thing, because I thought he was going to go through, because he liked the story oh, a yeah. lot. Yeah. Uh, so I guess I'm not going to go through a beat for beat, but like I thought the story was generally pretty good. I mean, I like Cal Kestis as a character. I think that they did a good job in this game of making him a character. Because yeah. in the first game, he like doesn't really have like a super strong personality. Uh, right. Whereas in this, he's like in conflict because he like doesn't know what to do and how to help the rebellion and agrees and Marin and Seer helping him along that path and like actually not being there to guide him, I think was an interesting plot device. Yeah. Um, I did. I do not read the Star Wars uh comics so i did not know who dagon garrow was but for really sick star wars freaks who read the new republic era of comics dagon garrow was there uh oh interesting we'll see can you hear me still yeah yeah okay well it told me it disconnected this has been having a lot of issues today uh but yeah, I like that would have been a cool reveal for that but i also thought it was cool that there's like a sith guy cryogenically frozen I for sure thought that he was going to be the final boss, but then they pull that bait and switch where it's bowed. Um, yeah, yeah. I guess I guess I'll ask you this: Did you think he was going to betray you the entire game? Not the entire game, but there was definitely a part where, like, I know Bode really cares about Kata, but I, I feel like at that point, like, yeah, you kind of get hints that like he would betray us for her yeah so like near the end of the game i feel like they make it like very obvious but even in the beginning i figured he was gonna betray you because like every time cal would say something like oh we have to like you know bring the jedi order there he would right. always be like kind of weird about like well it's not really gonna be safe then is it because yeah like, yeah the, the empire is going to come after us or whatever and but then it like took so long that i was like well 
it's been so long. Maybe he's not going to betray you. And then Mm. he does. And I was like, oh, I called it. And I was like, well, that's not a very exciting twist because it was very obvious. But then when he reveals that he is a Jedi is when I was like, shut the fuck up. (laughs) No, he's not. And then he pulls out the light. He's like, you're not the only one who survived. And he pulls out his lightsaber. And I was just like, whoa, they like lured me in and they really fucking got me. Like I had no fucking clue. No idea that that was going to happen at all. So I thought that was like a really good like bait and switch thing, especially when they started telegraphing it more. Uh, It was like, oh, wow, they I had no clue. Um, So I thought that was a very good plot twist. I think like Bode and how he feels uh, is a very good like it's a very Star Wars ass Star Wars thing. Yeah, uh, because (laughs) it's interesting because both him and Cal would have grown up without like the Jedi order truly being around. So they have not been taught the same weird bullshit that the Jedi taught all the Padawans about like how you shouldn't have attachment or like fall in love with anyone, which obviously Bode failed that because he was a child similar to Anakin and uh, Cal is like sort of in a similar sphere where like he obviously is becomes in a relationship with Marin throughout this game and like how he feels like he's very close to Grease and Seer and stuff like that. Um, I listen to a Star Wars podcast every couple weeks. I listen to uh, a more civilized age, so I am more Star Wars brand than most people at the moment, probably. Uh, so I, I listen to a lot of talk about Star Wars and how the Jedi Order was a bunch of bullshit on the reg. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I like that Cal is like a new Jedi type who like doesn't have to be the like, oh, all attachment is bad. Like some attachment right, right. is good. And I like that. Whereas like he is the good example of that. And then Bode is the bad example of that. Um, so yeah, I, I think that is very good. Very Star Wars-esque plot. Um, I... I guess I just have to say this because there's no real segue into it. The scene where the drill is happening and Marin is like teleporting you through the drill is one of the coolest, wildest scenes in a game of all time. It's fucking wild. And the fact that it was like running normally on my PS5, like I was like, how is this possible? I don't get it. Because it's just like so much is going on on the screen and you're like teleporting around and like moving everywhere and stuff. It's super cool. And I was just like, wow, this is not performing bad at all somehow. So that was Yeah, crazy. I wish I played that part on my PC, but I was playing that on the Steam Deck and the Steam Deck was dying. I uh, Matt had a bunch of issues when he was playing it. Um, I, I did not really. The only time I had it crash was a crash that I caused. And it was actually a couple cutscenes before the drill. Uh, I was playing on performance mode. So like combat and everything was 60 frames per second, but then it would revert back to 30 for cutscenes. And people had found out that if you pause during the cutscenes, you can see that it went back to the graphics mode from performance mode. And so like, I thought that was a bug. And so in the cutscene, I changed it to performance and then it started to go 60 frames per second surprise then the game crashes uh when it did that i don't know if that's still the case but that 
that was what it was. A lot of games actually do that now where the cutscenes are all 30 um, because right. they know that they can make it run fine. Be okay. Uh, but yeah, that was the only real issue that I ran into, which I think was cool uh, because this game was made way faster than most games. It was only three and a half years, whereas most games like that are on a five year oh. development cycle. So I don't know. I would guess that they might go to a full five for the third one. I assume there will be at least one more and then these will be a trilogy. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I don't know because this is the second time that it's come out and at least one or more of the versions has been like super fucked. So because right. that first game was like, I didn't really have any issues with it, but most people had like weird crashes or like performance issues or things like falling through the fucking planet and all, all kinds of stuff, being able to access areas you shouldn't and then breaking your save because you can't get out of there. Things like that. Uh, whereas this one, it was just like the PC version had a ridiculous amount of issues, but at least for my PS five one, it was fine, but I would guess that I would have thought they would have learned their lesson after the first one, but I guess EA doesn't give a shit. So yeah. we'll, we'll see how the, how the next one goes, but I I would play another one of these. I like Cal as a character. I would like to see what goes on after this. Yeah, same. I just I I don't want to spend like most of my time on Kobo though. On like a big world like that though. Yeah, I they definitely could have like spread it out. I think across other planets, like they didn't have to make Kobo the world where all that stuff is. Right. I, I get I get why you would, because then you only have to do one aesthetic yeah, instead yeah. of like making a bunch of different stuff. But yeah, I wonder how they'll approach that in the next game. Uh, I also wonder if they will continue the weird Dark Souls influence where like, you know, the meditation points are basically bonfires and then you, oh, you're yeah. opening up shortcuts, uh, which like that's a very Dark Souls map exploration thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, you know, I, I like the way that they do that. No, yeah, I think it's very good. I just wonder if they will continue that or if they'll... Right. I would guess they would at this point, but... Uh, what lightsabers did you use the most? What was your setup? Because it was, like, new and different, I used the blaster and the cross guard. For, <laughs> once I got them, I kind of used those, like, most of the time. But then I was like... Yeah. I really don't use the blaster that much. So I switched back to the single and then I use cross guard. Yeah, you and me were the same, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I used the single lightsaber and the cross guard, and Matt was like basically like I use the the double lightsabers and the blaster one. Uh wow. whereas like my thing and it was the same problem I had with the dual lightsabers in the first game is like, oh I love dual lightsabers, but they do less damage than the single. Right. And I'm not about that life. I need the more damage. So I used the single when I needed to hit faster, but still do a decent amount of damage. And then the cross guard, even though it doesn't make any sense in because it's a laser sword, so it wouldn't weigh anymore. Yeah, yeah. But there, who cares? It's a fucking lightsaber greatsword. That shit was cool. Uh, so Yeah, I just... I don't know. I felt like the enemies like late game became like really like I guess quote unquote big and like kind yes. of heavy hitters. But yeah, like yeah. I kinda need to use a cross guard on them because they don't like flinch at all. Yeah. 
I just want to do damage to them. I don't know. Yeah, I can see that as well. But I use the cross guard pretty much from the time I got it until the end of the game. Was my, yeah, yeah. My jam. I just also use great swords and everything. So I was like, oh, right, yeah, yeah. This, is the, <laughs> this is the Manny weapon. Um, the blaster one, yeah, I was just like, I don't want to use a blaster. I don't know. That doesn't. I want to use a laser sword. That's my, yeah, my, yeah. My thing. Uh, and yeah, I I like the whole recruiting people for Grease's bar thing. I think that added like interesting, yeah, meaningful cool. side quest stuff where like you know you talk to a lot more people than you did in the first game, and it gives you like fun side activities to do. Yeah. Um, very glad you could customize. Cal outside of his poncho. Oh, the yes. first game was, was like nice. ponchos. I fucking the fact that did you beat the like the two frog guys challenge? Okay, that one pissed me off for so long. Yeah, but did you beat I, it? I, I, I was able to beat it, but yeah, and then the reward is the fucking poncho. Oh uh, <laughs> I I I literally stood up and said, "Oh fuck you!" Like the developers knew because that enemy was fucked up in the first game, and it was like soup way too strong and like overtuned, and so they fucking just they were like, "Ah, but now fight two of them." Yeah, and it was like, yeah. Oh, this sucks. And then you beat it, and you get the poncho, and I was like, "I fucking hate Three's poncho." <laughs> it's over. Yeah, because uh, there's another place in the game where you can fight one, and even then, like that's such a pain in the ass fight. And then, luckily, with the the two fight, I it broke for me. And the once I killed the first frog, the second frog couldn't move anymore. Oh, yeah. And so I just kept throwing my lightsaber at it until it died, <laughs> because I was like afraid that if I moved, it was gonna kill me in one shot or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, then you get the poncho, and I was like, man, fuck this game. Come on. It's- the poncho. Uh, I didn't really change his hairstyle or anything, but I do think the clothing yeah, options I, were. I did not I'd, change his hairstyle. Either. Yeah, like it was always one of those things where, like, the harder the challenge, the dumber the hairstyle. It's <laughs> like, oh, like now he's got a mullet. It was like I don't want him to have a fucking mullet in the cutscenes. Like, what are we? What are we doing? I switched uh, to the mullet just to do the like achievement. Oh yeah. <laughs> so dumb. Um, but yeah, it's cool that there's like that much more customizable stuff. There's just a lot more content to the game than the first one. It was like right. definitely like a bigger, better sequel, in my opinion. Yeah. Not, that, not that the first game is bad. It's just like they did what you should for a sequel, you know, just like make it more, but also better. Um, right. So that's cool. I'm curious to see what they'll do for a next one. But yeah, in terms of like spoiler cast stuff, I don't necessarily like have a lot to say about the plot. Uh, I can't think of the guy's name, Dagon Gera's like big alien friend guy, the bounty hunter leader. Oh, uh, crap. I don't remember his name for some reason. Well, that that was disappointing to me because in the Star Wars universe, that race is like literally invincible, basically. And I feel like there's no fucking way Cal ever would have been able to kill one ever. So when he just like beat him, I was like, "Mm, I don't think so, bro. That's he would have just killed you immediately. That's the same race as the dudettes and the rebels, right? Uh, No, it is not. 
That is Zeb. He is uh oh, okay. fuck, I can't think of what they're called, but he is like the last one Zeb is his uh, there there are a couple other ones well actually i just watched rebels so we don't need to spoil rebels there are there are more of them but no uh that guy is a different one they like basically made those up for the comics where they're just like invincible super people oh okay um yeah so it was neat to see that but it was one of those things where i was like i don't know that he could have done that he was uh but yeah i that was like the only other thing that I can think of story-wise. Like, I mean, the Bode stuff was interesting. Uh, the Dagon Gara stuff, very cool. And yeah, it sucks that Seer died. I was sad about that. Yeah. Um, I guess... What about this... uh, Cordova? He died too. Uh, yeah, do I care about Anna Cordova? The... <laughs> <laughs> the balding Jedi Master. He's, 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 like, he, he's dead. Uh, so yeah, that sucked. Seer, though, is like bigger for Cal, I think, in terms right, of that right. happening. Um I this makes me a bad person, but I'm glad it wasn't Grease. Oh yeah, because yeah. I would have been way more upset personally because oh, yeah. I like Grease a lot. Yeah. yeah, I think Grease rules. So I was I was just like, oh thank God it wasn't Grease. Because I was like worried that like Bode was gonna kill Grease or something in that yeah. time frame, but then he yeah, or like actually didn't. kill Marin or yeah, I was ooh, not Marin. Ooh, they're just yeah. they kissed, man. You can't do that. <laughs> I guess like I, uh, I'm like, I because I didn't really like follow the lore that much, but like was, I assumed there was always like the Night Sisters, but I guess that kind of like threw me off at first because it's like, I get the Force is like, kind of quote unquote magic, but their kind of magic seems really like, oh different. man, so I'm yeah. confused by that. We can't get into that on this podcast. We don't have enough uh, time. But uh, <laughs> the the Force, so Darth Maul is from Dathomir. Uh basically oh, okay. there are the he is a knight brother. Uh the knight right. sisters basically like learn from this weird force witch named Mother Tausend and they do more like think of it like necromancy type shit. Right. Mostly like they use like the force but like in a way where it's like truly magic uh and they can like resurrect dead people with it and like do all kinds of crazy shit. Uh actually well, yeah, I guess if you don't follow Star Wars lore, um, uh, Count Dooku's apprentice, uh, Asajj Ventress, was a knight sister oh, okay. as well, and she's really cool. But um, huh. they basically get killed, all of them. Uh, right. And so then the ones that are left are like weird other sects of them. And actually, the way they treat the males is like super fucked up. They're like weird slaves that they like, you know, whatever. We don't have to get into this. Uh but yes, they are like basically witches and it doesn't fully make sense with the way the force is described, but they yeah, do their yeah. own thing. They're more like natural. I guess they're like a necromancer druid hybrid, I guess. Right. Whereas like okay. the other people just channel the force. They don't like commune with it, I guess. Hmm. Um. So yeah, she is one of those, but she, you know, she's not bad like the Night Sisters were. So, right. Uh, yeah, and I think that's cool. I think Marin being a Night Sister, I always thought was super neat. And then the fact that she like is able to break away from that and you know do her own thing, I also thought was a very cool way to go about that because they could have easily just been like, she's resurrecting the Night Sisters and round two Star Wars time, but yeah. thankfully they did not. Uh. Yeah, but I think that's all I can think of to say about this game. I did really like it. 
I think as of right now, it is still in my top 10 games of the year. Same. Uh, it could get booted out at any moment, though. Who knows? <laughs> There's a lot of good games coming out. Are you also going to get Armor Core? Oh, Fires yeah. of the Harubicon? Yeah. That was a stupid question. I knew you were going to. But <laughs> uh, I'm very excited for that game. I Did you watch that 15 minutes of gameplay recently? I did. I did. Oh, it's just so disgustingly oh cool. God. That game looks so fucking sick. And it, people are like upset because they're like, well, they didn't like Dark Soulsify it. Man, who fucking cares? Armor Core was <laughs> sick before. It's sick yeah. now. Yeah. yeah, I'm just glad that they were able to use Dark Souls as a way to fund more Armor Core for sickos like us. That's what I care about. Um, so yeah, I'm very excited about that. Um, and like, yeah, because we do this podcast every two weeks. In two weeks, uh, that game will have been out for at least two days when we do the podcast. So I'll be able to least. talk about it next time. Um, and I also am going to play Bomb Rush Cyberfunk. Team Reptile, the people that made Lethal League, uh, basically made Jet Set Radio. Um, it comes out next Friday. They must be very confident in it because it's 40 bucks. So, oh, wow. That's like not a small indie price. But also, like when you say, hey, we're trying to make Jet Set Radio because Sega won't, and then you get Hideki Naganuma to make music <laughs> for it, like. It's Jet Set Radio, basically. Yeah, so, yeah. like, I'm in, and the soundtrack and all the trailers and stuff seems fucking sick. And I still regularly listen to the Jet Set Radio Future soundtrack in the car on the way to work. So, I'm very excited. Is that game going to be on Game Pass? Uh, it is not, I don't believe. Oh. Uh, and actually, there's, like, some weird thing where, like, I think next Friday it only comes out on PC and Switch. And then two weeks after that, it comes out on PS5 and Series X. There's like some weird gap, uh, but I believe it is PC and Switch that it comes out on first. I I don't know. I guess I would say to people, if you're curious about it, wait to see what reviews are like, because there hasn't been like a ton of like super explanatory trailers about it. Um, But I'm going to get it regardless because I fucking... I'm ready. I love yeah, Jet Yeah, and it's like you get the rollerblades, you can do BMX biking, and you might be able to skateboard also. I don't remember. Anyways, it they seem to be very confident in it, and I like Team Reptile because I love Lethal League and Lethal League plays, so I'll uh, we'll give it a shot for them. But with that, we will call it a podcast. Uh, as always, the theme song is Sting Operation by the band Anamanaguchi. They're an excellent chiptune band. You should check them out. And I don't know what the hell Matt was talking about. He's like, this went way longer. We've been going for like an hour and a half, and we were only at an hour and ten minutes when he left. So, Oh. So yeah. He, he was like, it went way longer. I was like, I don't think that's true. I, I, I just don't think he was expecting us to talk a lot about like Evo and... At Baldur's Gate. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Baldur's Gate, not a Matt game. I'll tell you that right <laughs> now. Matt would not really? like Baldur's Gate, I don't think. I like he played D D, but I just think like that kind of like PC role playing game, I don't I do not think that's for Matthew. Uh okay. He could prove me wrong though, but I there's like I can guarantee Matt's not gonna buy Baldur's Gate. See, I would Gate love to just play with all four it. of us. Yeah. And if he did, he would get it on console anyway, so we'd have to wait at least a couple weeks. So yeah we'll see who knows that it's maybe he'll make me eat my words 
and in a couple weeks will be like Manny time for Baldur's Gate and I'll be like okay <laughs> uh, but yeah with that we will catch you guys in two weeks peace out peace out